1: I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on September the 7th, 2009. For newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. You'll see the other sites I have up there for emergencies. Bookmark them for future use in case the big sites go down again. And that way you'll have somewhere to get the latest audios from. And you'll see that there's CuttingThrough.Jankness.com. CuttingThroughTheMatrix.net.us.ca There's Alan Watt CuttingThroughTheMatrix.ca and there's also Alan Watt Sentinel.eu That last site has all the same audios plus it has the advantage of having a lot of transcripts written of these audios for print-up and they're written in the various languages of Europe. Now remember too that you bring me to you, you the listeners, Bring me to you through buying that which i have for sale on my website and donating to so you'll find out how to do it on the website there's different means a personal check is good within the u.s and canada uh, paypal there's also uh, international postal money order from the u.s to canada and outside the americas you've got paypal again you've got uh, moneygram western union I think MoneyGram and uh, MoneyGram definitely is uh, cheaper than Western Union. And some uh, inventive people uh, who uh, like to cut out the middleman simply send cash, and that's okay too. Because, as I say, the advertisements you hear or the advertisements you hear here on this show uh, go to pay the station for their airtime. It pays their staff, it pays their equipment and their bills, etc. So it's up to you, the listeners. To keep me going and plenty of people are using uh, this information that comes out of this show and it gets all over the planet very very quickly and it's just a pity that more of them wouldn't help you out or donate along the way but that's the lifestyle that we have these days is the me generation and people don't even want to mention your name when they copy what you're doing uh, those who get disburned to them by people with computers who don't like to touch computers they play them in their CDs. You can always get in touch with me at Alan Watt, Site41. Box 4, there which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. Postal code is P as in Peter, the number 3, E as in Elizabeth, the number 4, N as in Nora, the number 1. P-3-E-4-N-1. And once again, the people of the planet... Are grazing into this new world order and adapting, as Skinner would call it, adapting along the way to every change that comes along. Until so very shortly, they'll have no memory of how life was uh, before 9/11, 2001. And certainly, the children who are brought up now under basically a martial law scenario will think it's quite quite natural. They've already gone through the padding of the been padded down at schools and going through motion detectors and, and metal detectors and all that stuff. So this brave new world of totalitarianism is quite natural to them. Plus, they've all been trained that you don't need privacy anyway. They like putting everything up on Facebook and, and so on. Exactly what tyrants uh, have looked for for thousands of years, how to gather total information on every single person at all times. That was part of the Stasi's uh, motto, you know. They were the shield and the sword of the party. And the status said they had to know everything about everything all the time and here they are putting it all up for free all up for free amazing eh and people just adapt and adapt into this new plato's cave where they'll still think they're free as they bend over for every uniformed guard that comes along back with more after these messages The Matrix. I always think back when I read different reports in newspapers where things creep out there and they try to play it down, downplay it into something of insignificance or they tell the hair, Don't worry about this, this will never happen and it will never be used. And I always think of Arnold Toynbee. Arnold Toynbee, there were two of them, the father and the son, they both uh, had professorships at Oxford University. They ran the Rhodes Scholarships, basically they taught the Rhodes Scholars for international New World Order status and sent them all over the planet, where doors just opened automatically and they became heads of different countries, or at least heads of the bureaucracies, if nothing else. Bill Clinton was one and others have been before him, and there's lots of them in uh, the Canadian uh, Civil Service and in government, and uh, there's lots of them too in every other country now. They're not just the British or or English-speaking countries. But world citizenship was an old, old idea and uh, Toynbee in the 1930s spoke to the International Socialist Workers Movement, and I think it was held in uh, Denmark at the time Uh, because uh, you see these characters, these elitist uh, characters at the very top, and they are elitist like communism is elitist, it's run by elitists at the top uh, it's part of socialism. It's just a different way of getting there, faster we're getting, getting there. And Toynbee said, uh, in true Fabian style, because he was also a member of the Fabian Society, and they're all issue for international affairs, he said, he said, we always deny with our lips that which we do with our hands. That's how simple it is to con the public uh, well we know this document says this, but don't worry about it don't worry about it. nothing will, it'll never be used. That kind of stuff. And they've always done that, all done through uh, politics from his day onwards, as they keep the herd nice and placid and tell us to graze, you know. And people have been talking, for instance, about the quarantines coming up for these mandatory inoculations. Now If you go into the World Health Organization's website, you'll see that the the 2006 meeting, they wanted the whole world to have governments force the populations into taking flu shots regularly, mandating it by law. And they wanted it kicked off with a scary scenario, you see. And then lo and behold, we find out that in 2007, uh, Glasgow Smith Klein, a corporation that has the patents on this uh, green monkey disease, so this wine flu thing, um, 2007 they had the patent for it, before uh, it broke out in 2009. Which tells you that was one of their, as I read last week, one of their little tests that the World Health Organization admits to leaking out. They admit to leaking out live viruses of what they call um, more milder flus to track it, how it moves in society and how the public responds to it and so on. They call it mock-ups, but they're live viruses. And they say themselves, these live viruses might just mutate uh, from person to person into, uh, into a more deadly strain. So that's how they practice on the public. You see, All it tells you is everything's been set up for future events. That's what I'm telling you here. Uh, with the collusion of these characters because you see under the new world order we're the peasants we're being taught to accept most folk unfortunately do accept they're just peasants now and lots of folk like socialism it gives them time to play while weightier matters are dealt with by experts above them faceless unknown people to them and that lets them play you see because that's one thing they wanted the people to do for a long time was to get them out of even watching and following the political arena and just leave it to the experts. And that's what the new world order is all about. They tell you to jump and you jump, you do. That's what it's all about, very, very simple. An ordered society where where people will be told uh, what you're going to work at, you'll be told if you can breed uh, because of your good or bad genes. And eventually, you see, once medicine comes in, medicine is now an authority, you know, as, as Lenin said, they bring up all these services that would eventually become authorities and now they're brought up to full power. They speak with authority, with government backing. And they start maybe with your body, right like down to who has the rights of your corpse even, or your organs. And then they come along and say what you want. they're going to stick into your body and you adapt again, like Skinner says, you adapt and adapt, you adapt into a cage. And eventually... It's going to be adaptation into sterilization. And we'll all accept it because we'll read all this. There'll be massive uh, um, amounts of programs on television, documentaries by the experts. Oh, we can't go on like this. There's too many inferior types being born, you know. And too many people are getting getting born with uh, asthma and allergies and things. And and the cost, the burden on society, you know. And they'll adapt and adapt into that. I can see it all, because people do adapt. They, they don't stand up and say enough, you know. They don't stand up and say, look, uh, this Tower of Babel has got to be disassembled, and we're going to do it, you see. You can't ask the perpetrators to do it themselves, because they won't, obviously. you got to go ahead and do it it's the same with all these town halls and all the rest of it from your local grassroots right up to the top it's time the public walked in and simply fired them all fired them all and all these agencies that have given themselves government backing status have to be fired along with them because you see it's either us or them and I'm not kidding about that it's down to us or them they have a mandate they know what their mandates are we've seen agenda 2000 seen the Millennium Report from the United Nations and the Greening Reports and all the rest of it, Sustainability Reports and they want everyone crowded into already overcrowded cities for the next 30 years as they bring the populations down and they want all the rural people off the land that's in their United Nations Reports. So they know where they're going. While the public play that's all they do, play all the time uh, these characters are moving steadily ahead and everyone else is just saying oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah I don't want to hear about it it's unpleasant it's negative tell me something positive that's all the new ageers you see they've been trained that way we've all heard about the quarantine stuff coming down and how government uh, denied it and just like as I said earlier on uh, we always de- deny with our mouths or lips that which we do with our hands, uh, and of course we know darn well that we're building quarantine facilities for a long time. This is the Iowa Independent. It's from the uh, uh, by Linda Waddington, and it says here a quarantine template created by the Iowa Department of Public Health and accessible through the Centers for Disease Control website I've checked both them out and it's up there on the, of the CDC's website should not be of great concern according to a press release from health department officials IDPH wants to make it clear that Iowa has not issued any isolation and quarantine orders for novel influenza that's the H1N1 and has no plans to issue any this fall officials told or wrote in the press release you know, we don't even name, need names now. We need officials, like our experts, and, and that's good enough for We're trained. Bertrand Russell was right; they've trained us into it. The... Many public health departments prepare such templates in preparation for public health emergencies, the agency said. But isolation and quarantine orders are only very rarely used in very specific situations. Double speak, you see. Questions regarding the quarantine template should be directed to the Center for Acute Epidemiology within the Iowa Department of Public Health, and it gives you the phone number. The template, which, as expected, contains several fill-in-the-blank information areas, is dated May 1, 2009, and reads as follows. Before, the Iowa Department of Public Health directed to, and this is insert full name and address of subject of orders. You're now subjects, you see. if they they say that you're going to quarantine, you're a subject. That's how it was in the British Empire. You're a subject of the Queen. Not personally, you're a subject. (laughs) It says, facility quarantine order. The Iowa Department of Public Health Department has determined that you have had contact with a person with novel influenza A H1N1. Novel influenza A H1N1 is a disease which is spread from person to person and is associated with fever greater than 100 degrees Fahrenheit, Cough, sore throat, rhinorrhea, that's runny nose, nasal congestion, body aches, headaches, chills and fatigue. Novel influenza H1N1 presents a risk of serious harm to public health and if it spreads in the community, severe public health consequences may result. The department has determined it's necessary to quarantine your movements to a specific facility to prevent further spread of this disease. The department has determined that quarantine in your home and other less restrictive alternatives are not acceptable because they didn't tell the reason why not, but they don't trust you or whatever. It says the person does not have appropriate home setting conducive to home quarantine, etc. The department is therefore ordering you to comply with the following provisions during the entire period of quarantine. That's With terms of confinement, your order to remain at the quarantine facility, name, dates, blah, blah, requirements during confinement, during the period of quarantine, you must not leave the quarantine facility at any time unless you receive prior written authorization from the department to do so. You must not come into contact with anyone except the following persons, other persons who are also under similar quarantine orders at the facility, Authorised healthcare providers and other staff at the facility, authorised department staff or other persons acting department, and such other persons as are authorized by the department. So they, they do exist, but they don't really intend to use them and we'll be back with more after this break. Hi, folks. This is Alan Watt. we cutting through the Matrix. Talking about the, the way that they always lie to the public, basically. That's all they have to do is spread their hands out and say, Oh, don't be silly. Don't be silly, children. We'd never do that. And, uh, and then they go ahead and do it, of course. And strangely enough, people will actually see them doing it and still deny that they're doing it because they've been told they're not doing it that's a strange thing double thing key will explained that very well and from there from the iowa uh, independent to uh, this is uh this is uh i think it's global research it carries on with the same story here and it says here The last statement of the IDPH is notoriously ambiguous. Indeed, isolation quarantine orders are rarely used. Why then was a template prepared which explicitly contemplates an order pertaining to a quarantine facility? Moreover, the template was issued on, listening to this, May the 1st, at the very onset or outset of the H1N1 swine flu crisis in Mexico, barely two days after the WHO declared a Level 5 pandemic advisory on April the 29th. So it was already ego. Why is it already ego? Because they want to get us used to this sort of idea of getting up and put in, etc. into these places. This is a New World Order. The New World Order is vastly different from the old one. You, tra- you see, you use science to train the public, scientific dictatorship, as Aldo Huxley called it. You see, experts are in charge, you see, of the New World Order, not uh, any Republican idea or democracy idea where people have a say in things. But we've all to do, what we're told, the same way as the Soviets. This is an upgraded Soviet system, the New World Order, designed by the West, the very rich men of the West, and to be implemented worldwide, and that's what they're doing. That's what the New World Order is. The Age of Enlightenment and Reason, you see, where those who have the reason, uh, the the uh, ultra-elites, have the right to rule you and tell you what to do, and you simply jump and obey. That's your only job and only duty, jump and obey. You see? It says here, are we playing on words? The template already contains the essential features of a formal quarantine order, which suggests that quarantine procedures are contemplated within the Iowa Department of Public Health. The result of these procedures have led to the formulation of the blank template. The issue therefore is not whether a quarantine order has been activated. The issue is the state of Iowa has contemplated a policy of forced confinement. That's what it is. Two, at some future date in the next few months, the blank template entitled Facility Quarantine Order could be activated with a view to actually implementing the quarantine procedures. By the way, every other state will have the same because it's from the CDC. And I'll put the links up to the CDC website as well, where they also explain this. Also of significance is the fact that this template entitled Facility Quantity Order has been endorsed by the Atlanta-based Center for Disease Control, the CDC. They don't just do it for one state, you see, which has published a document on its website. The CDC is the main federal agency responsible for H1N1 pandemic preparedness in coordination with other governmental agencies, including FEMA, homeland security, state and municipal governments, as well as in liaison with the World Health Organization, which is at the top. So isn't that interesting that uh, they declared this, uh, as I say, back in May the 1st to the template to get made at the very outset of the H1N1 swine flu crisis in Mexico, two days after the World Health Organization declared a Level 5 pandemic advisory. Now, why would this be so quick and fast? Well, as I say, the 2006 meeting of the World Health Organization, who have been chomping at the bits to take their rightful place as as the authority over the world in matters of health, they they want everyone on the planet to start to get used to taking annual shots of all different kinds right through your life. And they said if we just take it off with one of them that were mandated, get, they could train the public to go along with the rest. That's why, you see, they had the template issued on May the 1st. That's why Glasgow Smith Klein uh, had the patent for this thing before the swine flu broke out. Why did they have that? Because they obviously were the ones that the World Health Organization used to put out flu as they call it these little exercises to do by releasing it into the population to follow up how it tracks that's why there was already a vaccine made for it you see that's why simple isn't it very very simple and once again about the, the flu he's he's writers and they're on about the flu drugs August twenty second two 2009 Flu drugs inappropriate for healthy adults, they found this is uh, the flu drugs Tamil flu and Relenza may not be worthwhile to treat seasonal influenza in healthy adults. The researchers in Britain reported on Friday recommending the use of antiviral drugs for the treatment of people presented with symptoms is unlikely to be the most appropriate course of action, wrote Jane Birch of the University of York and colleagues The study published in the Lancet infectious diseases magazine supports an advisory from the world health organization that says healthy patients who get h1n1 swine flu without suffering complications do not need to be treated with antivirals by god they've made billions off the hype up in the media oh haven't they oh boy these big fazzos are getting fatter back with more after these messages
0: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi folks, this is Alan Watt, we're cutting through the Matrix the matrix, gentlemen? The matrix really is just the reality that's been presented to you and you've swallowed through scientific indoctrination that's been augmented and bolstered daily by indoctrination from media, newspapers, and even from your entertainment. The big one, in fact, is entertainment. You don't realize you've been brainwashed into political correctness. And the whole idea of the Soviet system, of course, was political correctness. That's where we get the term from. And today, there are so many political incorrect things you can be had for, for saying. You can't really speak uh, honestly anymore, or even innocently anymore, without them coming down on you. That is the Soviet system. The exact same one that Norman Dodds talked about when he was doing the Reese Court inquiry into why the big foundations, you know, the Rockefellers, etc., the globalists, were funding all the left-wing movements that appear to be communistic, And they were told, of course, that it was because eventually they'd merged the two systems together, an upgraded, more high-tech kind of uh, Soviet system, the new Soviet. And that's what the world is. That's also the collectivist system. It's called different names, you see. Same thing, though, that uh, the Club of Rome uh, advocated. Democracy was simply too time-wasting. They couldn't get their agendas fulfilled because people would argue uh, with them about it. Therefore, they chose collectivism, which is a top-down thing. You just simply get the guys at the top who know the agenda, and the peasants beneath them all obey. And in between, you have a massive bureaucracy of organizations that didn't used to belong to government, but now they have governmental authority. That's what you're under today, and that's why every government on the planet since 9-11 suddenly brought all the different experts on board. They're unelected. They're all appointed for all these new positions, uh, like the science czars, medical czars uh, even the greeny czars to do with the greening and sustainability czars and carbon tax czars and they're not calling them czars in the media by coincidence this is a message for the public this is how they communicate to each other with their little jokes you see it truly is the upgraded sovietized system it's here in place and it means business that's what the massive response after 9-11 was all about to get this all introduced the machinery has all been set up and we've all to be turned into little slaves to save the world and serve the world according to the royal Institute for international affairs because that's been its motto all along a world of service everyone will be in service you see meaning a slave that's what it means and they will call it utopia once it's all Finished, and they've got rid of all the inferior types because eugenics really is at the top of the tree here. And they're going to do preventive um, eugenics, which means they'll literally, by taking samples of your DNA, decide if that child should be aborted because down the road it might develop this, that, or the other, maybe, you see. And that's, what they're going. that's where they're going. And again, you're now used to the fact that your body does not belong to you. Step-by-step, step, it all works out perfectly in the end. You see, you're, you're, you're actually attacked from, from different sources without it coming clean out and, and one, any one source as to where they're going with it. But subconsciously your brain takes it in and then when they go forward with the real, what they're really after, you accept it. And here is from CNSNnews.com, September 4th, 2009. And here's, right here again, it says here, Obama regulations are Tsar, Tsar. That comes from, you see, the Soviet system, you see. Tsar. Obama regulations are. Who, what is her, what's a regulations are? Anyway, he advocates removing uh, people's organs without explicit consent. This is by Matt Cover. Cass Sunstein, Sunstein, hmm. speaking at Harvard Law School, uh, it says here. Uh, President Barack Obama's uh, nominee to head the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs. That's just like, you know, Britain had a Department of Information in wartime as well. That's what told you all the lies and propaganda. So he's the head of Information and Regulatory Affairs, has advocated a policy under which the government would presume someone has consented to having his or her organs removed for transplantation into someone else when they die unless that person has explicitly indicated that his or her organs should not be taken. Under such a policy, hospitals would harvest organs from people who never gave permission for this to be done. Outlined in the 2008 book, Nudge, Improving Decisions About Health, Wealth and Happiness, that's a good statement there, health, wealth, and happiness. So you've got to be stinking rich to get a transplant uh, these days, so you've got to be uh, very wealthy to get your health, which makes you happy. I guess that's how it works. Sunstein and co-author Richard H. Taller argued that the main reason that more people do not denier, donate their organs is because they're required to choose donation. See, these guys, are, they don't like this in the New World Order, where you, have to, you, you can make decisions, See, it's so untidy when you make decisions. And here they are with all these mandates, you see, and they can't get the mandates done because you've still got some rights to make decisions. So I'll read that last part again for the harder thinking. It says Richard H. Taller and Sunstein argue that the main reason that more people do not donate their organs is because they are required to choose donation. Oh, how about a, a nuisance, eh? Sunstein and Taller pointed out that doctors often must ask the deceased family members whether or not their dead relative would have wanted to donate his organs. These family members usually err on the side of caution and refuse to donate their loved one's organs. The major obstacle to increasing organ donations is the need to get the consent of surviving family members, said Sunstein and Taller. This problem could be remedied. I love how they phrase it, eh? If governments change the laws for, for organ donation, they said. Currently, unless a patient has explicitly chosen to be an organ donor, either on his driver's license or with a donor card, the doctors assume the person did not want to donate and therefore do not harvest the organs. and Sunstein called this explicit consent. They argued that this could be remedied if government turned the law around and assumed that unless people explicitly chose not to, then they wanted to, to donate their organs. A doctrine they call presumed consent. Oh boy, these guys certainly have it. They must have been studying their their holy book in depth. They find a way. Amazingly, eh? Isn't it amazing? Presumed consent preserves freedom of choice, but it's different from explicit consent because it shifts the default rule. Under this policy, all citizens would be presumed to be consenting donors, but they would leave, have the opportunity to register their unwillingness to donate. So now forget your your donor cards. What you want is a a no-donate tattoo scribed somewhere, especially all over your chest where they want to rip you open and take your organs out to keep very, very, very wealthy people alive. Or maybe then, once they're finished with you, they'll change that again too and say, you really want to be hung on the wires of the Chinese corpses after you've been soaked in plastic and put you on the exhibit. Because that's where it's all going, folks. It's where it's all gone. They're telling us we're nothing. We're just animals, you see, at the bottom level here. We're just animals. So that's how they're getting around that. And this is where it's all going. This is the Tsar. They're calling it a Tsar once again. See, quite something else, isn't it? Quite something. But there's no there's no lack of shocks these days, at all. To be honest with you. Here's an article here too about uh, swine flu. Swine flu. This farce of the swine flu, and that's what it is. And it was Mercola it came from. And uh, it, it, you have to look, really go down scroll it down quite a. Away, September the 8th, 2009. The swine flu vaccine has been hit by new cancer fears after a German health expert swine flu, uh, vaccine gave it, on a swine flu vaccine gave a shocking warning about its safety. Lung specialist Wolfgang Wodang has said there are many risks associated with the vaccine for the H1N1 virus. The nutrient solution for the vaccine consists of cancerous cells from animals and some fear that the risk of cancer could be increased by injecting the cells. Well, that's the whole purpose of getting it, dummy. That's what they gave the polio a shot out for. And by God, 20, 30 years later, everybody who's got it is coming down with all kinds of cancers. When will we get through our thick heads? What do you think depopulation means? Would you please step forward and allow us to annihilate you? No, it doesn't work that way. They go ahead and do it after having world meetings. And they've been having them since 1918. Can they tell the children what they're doing? No. All they do is, like Toynbee says, we always deny with our lips that which we do with our hands. The vaccine can also cause worse side effects than the actual swine flu virus, this goes on to say. And this site also says, vaccine safety advocates everywhere are beginning to make a serious dent. According to a recent Fox News poll, the majority of people in the U.S. now believe the swine flu vaccine may be deadlier than the actual virus. See, folks, there's hope there yet. Hope there yet. Additionally, there's more good news when it comes to what healthcare professionals believe. Research published in the August 25th issue of the British Medical Journal reveals that more than half of doctors and nurses in public hospitals would also refuse the H1N1 vaccine due to concerns about side effects and doubts about its efficacy. Last week, it says here in this journal, I reported on the confidential correspondence between the British Health Protection Agency and 600 neurologists, warning them to be on the lookout for cases of Grillian-Barr syndrome once the swine flu vaccine campaign begins. It says, I published earlier articles about some of the most dangerous ingredients in this vaccine, such as mercury, that's thimerosal, and squalene, which has been linked to the development of autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. And that's a fact, folks. It's a proven fact. Men never used to get lupus at all still, until the inoculations really started coming in in the 50s. And now we even have uh, juvenile arthritis because they're all getting the squalene in the shots and so on. So it's now German lung specialist Wolfgang Wodard has come out even more potential health, health risks associated with the swine flu vaccine. Interesting, Dr. Wodarg also holds political office as chairman of the Health Committee in the German Parliament and European Council. According to Dr. Wodarg, the swine flu vaccine contains animal cancer cells. And so this is a top guy speaking. And there's no data indicating whether or not this may cause an allergic reaction when injected. Well, never mind the allergic reaction. I just simply don't want any cancer cells from monkeys and fetal tissue and all the other concoctions of witches brew that I've got out there stuck into me. Quite common sense if you ask me. an interesting one here it's from Spiegel online German climate advisor industrialized nations are facing CO2 insolvency isn't it amazing they create a complete fiction and then tell us we have an insolvency over it it says here uh, in a Spiegel online interview Hans Joachim Schell uh, Huber the German government's climate protection advisor see every country has got what these people appointed now to protect the environment it is such a farce, isn't it? Such a farce. This is argues that the drastic measures must be taken in order to prevent a catastrophe. He's proposing the creation of a CO2 budget for every person on the planet, regardless whether they live in Berlin or Beijing. I told you they're going to tax you all into the ground. Every every breath you breathe, Mister. Hoover the goal that we set at the climate summit in Copenhagen in December for global warming is to two degrees Celsius 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit above pre-industrial levels. How can this goal be reached? Well it's quite simple inject all the people with this cancerous stuff and will kill half them off and you'll achieve your targets. Have you thought of that I wonder? Huber, humankind has to limit itself to emit only a fixed amount of carbon into the atmosphere until 2050. Even with the date set, this is amazing. The German Advisory Council on Global Change, WBGU, has conducted an audit to determine which countries should be allowed to emit how much carbon dioxide in order to remain within the two degree limit. The findings are sobering. Why? Because industrialized nations have already exceeded their quarters, do you realize that each one of you is already over your quota, if you take into account past emissions? So they're backdating it to two the dinosaurs. To have a two and three chance of reading that target, we can only emit 750 billion tons between now and 2050. For a three and four chance, we can only emit 660 billion tons if you divide these emissions per person and compare them with the current output, you see that Germany, the U.S. and other industrialized nations have already, have either already used up their permissible quota or will do so within the next few years. Isn't this just incredible? Isn't it really incredible? I mean, <clears throat> it's like something out of science fiction of dreamed up or some nightmare that you have and you wake up and say, thank God that was just bogus because nothing in it made any sense. Well, that's just what this is. It's an utter, utter con. This whole carbon stuff is another big battering corn to make you buckle under and obey and pay and pay and pay into a new system. And all these carbon taxes go through the Rothschilds Bank in Switzerland. What a coincidence. They'll handle all that cash and make trillions overnight to, to switch that money all over the planet. Amazing, eh? It's amazing. Who would have thought they could have beamed up such a trick as this, though, eh? I mean, there's no, there's nothing, no no or limits they can go to. Even their whole science is utterly bogus, completely, utterly bogus altogether. They know it, too. They know it at the top. But you see, that's how the Soviet Union ran. When they put something into legislation, you had to obey and go along and chat as though it was all true. George Orwell put that in his book, 1984, See the Movie with, with Richard Burton in it. No matter how ridiculous the orders were from above, they had to talk about it as though it was all genuine. And you had to really put on the, the right expressions on your face to make sure that, that those that watched you on camera believed you were, that you really believed this rubbish that you had to work towards and and, and accomplish. This is what this is. This is more sophisticated than the ancient priests of old, whom who who told you that they were the keepers of the sun, and if you didn't pay them all your gold and silver, they were not going to pray for that sun to come up in the morning. This is even more sophisticated than that. It's it's a bag of hot air. It's utter rubbish, nonsense. Nothing. Nothing. Zilch. This is what they're pushing, and only the one small clique of scientists at the United Nations, who are paid to push this communist crap. And that's what it is. Are the ones who keep hyping up the global warming and carbon, etc., and etc., cetera, et cetera, and they view the cause. This is the mandate from the big rich men of the, the earth, and it's up to us to throw it all out the window where it belongs. Take some gas aid, some roll or something. Get rid of it. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks, this is Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the Matrix. As I say, you know, after 9-11 happened, I went on the air and I said that, because I knew the whole agenda was going to get pushed from, it was obviously the beginning of a big kickoff for totalitarianism across the planet. The way that every country went into operation at the same time, with the same exact mandate. And I said that the hardest thing you'll find from now on keeping a hold of your sanity as we go through the bazaar. And that's what you're going through. Calculated psychological bizarreness. Scientifically designed, mind you. Now it's time for a caller, and it's John from Miami there. You there, John?
0: Hello, Alan? Yes. Hello, how are you doing? I'm hanging in. Um, Just calling to let you know I this weekend I went to a, a concert that my wife uh, wanted to go to it was a depression mode concert and they had this it was amazing uh, everybody's just dancing around this. they came up with this the song A Matter of Time and in the middle it was an all-seeing eye oh, yeah. just looking at everybody and the eyeball was staring at everybody it was like a real eye looking at everybody and everybody was just dancing around this. the main singer and the band was just dancing around this thing it was like a sick perverted kind of dance Yeah, and and I'm standing there. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I, I can't. You know, there's no way all these people here are just worshiping this, and they're seeing this eye, and then nobody noticed it. Yes. And and it was just amazing that part. I just I just thought you should le- I should let you know about that. What was, was the name of the show? Uh, it was a Depression Mode concert okay. that they had down here. Yeah. Yeah. And the song was called The Matter of Time. And when I came home and I actually listened to the song, the lyrics alone is amazing too in there and uh but there was another thing too i saw this movie over the weekend also with my wife and uh it called the unborn and there was a part that she was in the bathroom and on the bathroom wall there was the thing that i've heard you said before it was uh in the it was an eyeball it was an eye the all-seeing eye and it said in the kingdom of the blind the one eye the one-eyed man is king that's right and Again, that was my wife is like, why do you always you always see it? I'm like because it's like it's so amazing that now I don't watch as much TV and when I do watch these things, it's like it's there. It's right I in your it. face,
1: yeah. It's
0: right in your face. Yeah. It's the same with
1: all the logos of all the big uh, TV stations and, and the news services too. Look at them, you'll see the peacock there, the different colors, so the rainbow coalition, all that stuff. It's yeah. all all the occult stuff is right in your face. They did one called River Dance in Toronto. It started off in Toronto as a, a musical there, sort of dancing musical. And uh, I only saw a little bit on TV, and they, uh, they showed you uh, these pyramids in the back. It supposed to be in ancient times, and where this very white, uh, blonde-haired people came from. And it's all done with sort of Irish-type dancing around it. And they go into the sun coming up over the pyramid and the eyes and the whole. This stuff happens all the time, and and the public haven't a clue what they're watching. Yeah,
0: yeah it was it, when I was there. I was the one thing I kind of felt like at that point when I was looking at everybody and everybody was just dancing and worshipping this thing, mm-hmm. and I was and I felt like at that point I kind of felt hopeless. It was like oh my God, you know these these people, every single person, I guarantee you they don't know what's going on. They don't. And at the same time, I was thinking, it's exactly, I, we can't, we, there's no way we can fight these people, the New World Order. And, and we have to think outside the box. There's outside no the box.
1: Think. De- death no yeah. way Definitely. And you'll find one, uh, one of the earliest things to see if you can get a hold of it is, is the magic flute. That was written a long time ago. Magic and flute. that was in the same uh, Masonic principles as all in your face in the magic flute. But that's okay. it for tonight, folks. So from Hamish myself, Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.